Welcome to the Alien Beer Podcast. I'm Chrissy Garrison, and I will be reading my science fiction stories to you. The concept for Transcontinental came to me in a dream. In that dream, a trans woman protagonist and her artful Dodger-like companion flew their airship from place to place, having adventures together in the steampunk world I wrote about in Reality Check. I was so excited about this idea, I got up from bed at 2.30 in the morning and scribbled what I could remember down on the grocery list. When I found the notes in the morning, I dropped the writing project I had going already and started what would become Transcontinental, Girl in the Gears. Eventually, I commissioned internet talk show host Angel Clark to do the narration of the audiobook. And now I'd like to share with you the first chapter of that book and the beginning of the famous friendship of Ida and Duffy. Chapter 1. Tandem and Hollowwood Visitors to the Chisholm Carnival Caravan dress up for the occasion. Royalty arrives in bustles, ruffles, and silks, townsfolk in their Sunday-best linens and tweed. Even poor folk clean up, wearing the least threadbare of their third-hand gowns and patchwork suits. The carnival offered much to be seen. Trained animals, acrobats, feats of illusion, wondrous machines from afar. The theater tent, my domain, also offered a place to be seen. So the stranger wearing mechanics dungarees and work shirt caught my attention. Excuse me, sir. You can't go in there. The stage is not yet set up. The stranger peered inside the flap of the theater pavilion as I approached. This place was my favorite haunt at the carnival. I volunteered for any part, any crew job, no matter how small, to be a part of the acting troupe. The musical cacophony within told me that the pipe organ assembly was still underway for tonight's show. In the months I'd been traveling with the caravan, my roles had been backstage, or bit parts, but I had my hopes of being cast as a lead someday. The stranger let go of the tent flap and turned to face me with folded arms. Too late, I noticed her one concession to femininity. A long, silk, peacock-patterned scarf that she wore tied around her neck, thrown over a shoulder. Cat-like green eyes narrowed and crinkled at the corners, sizing me up. Sir, listen, doll. I'm more woman than most men can handle, especially in a hick carnival like you've got going here. My hands flew to my mouth. I'm so sorry, sir. Ma'am, you have soot on your chin, and it looked like, well... She looked me up and down. A grin split her lips and dimpled her sooty cheeks. You'd know something about that, wouldn't you, kid? What? What do you mean? No, about what? Heat flushed into my cheeks and I left my hands in front of my face to conceal the tell. She knows. I'm dead. Her grin brightened. You know about disguises, am I right? Just look at you in that shiny purple dress. You're adorable. I bet no one else can tell. You've got that baby face working for you, too. And honey, I'd kill for your luscious blonde hair. It is your hair, right? Too good to be a wig, right? That's dedication to a role right there. I bit my lip and stepped in close to talk at a quieter level. Prickles of panic played across my scalp. I shook my head and pleaded with her. No, 
please don't say those things out loud. You don't know how much I need this job, ma'am. If anyone thought, well, that is, if anyone had a wrong impression about me. She stuck out a hand and continued to speak out loud. Too loud for comfort. Ma'am's too formal for old friends like us, kid. Name's Duffy. Duffy Hollywood. I blinked and took Duffy's offered hand and let her pump mine up and down. Old friends? Duffy laughed and slapped me on my upper arm while her other hand continued to shake mine. Sure, I can tell we'll be old friends someday. We've both got our secrets, eh? Her eyes dropped to my voluminous skirts, then flicked back up to favor me with a stage wink. I'm sure I don't. That is, I mean to say, relax, kid. Your secret's safe with me. I mean, seeing as old friends like us do each other favors and all. Ice formed in the pit of my stomach. Favors? She still hadn't released my hand, and the action, along with the conversation, had morphed into something uncomfortable. Sure, like maybe you'd give me the 50-cent tour of your caravan. Behind the scenes, you know. Behind? Look, ah, uh, Duffy. Duffy, right? This job's all I've got in the world. I can't... Nah, it's all right. I'm not going to do anything to mess up your sweet deal here. Hey, maybe if it's better than it looks, I could apply for a job here with you, kid. My feet wanted to run as far from Duffy as fast as they'd take me. But Duffy's firm hand clasp kept me rooted to the spot. That and the threat of being revealed. Ida, I said. You to what? It's my name. Ida Tandem. At your service, it would seem. Duffy laughed. You got me all wrong, Ida. Help me because you could use a friend, not because you think I'll rat you out. Sometimes sharing a secret with just one person makes it easier to carry. Am I right? I shook my head. Some secrets you carry to the grave. Or those secrets lead you to the grave, said Duffy. Is that another threat? Nope, said Duffy finally releasing my hand. Not another and not the first. Can't we be old friends? Famous friends. She looked up and waved her hand from horizon to horizon and said, Duffy and Ida, Tandem and Hollywood, we'll be famous together when we make our fortune. I let out a sigh. Fortunes are overrated. I have to tell you, I just want a place to fit in and be safe. Duffy giggled, the first girlish mannerism I had seen out of the woman. Overrated. Is that right? Huh. And I have to tell you that safety is overrated, my dear. You can't avoid trouble. It comes to find you. May as well make the best of it when it does. I had to smile, even though the urge to flee hadn't left me. Yes, I said searching Duffy's eyes for signs of treachery. It seems trouble has found me. What about that tour, then, old friend? We laughed together, and Duffy pulled me in for a quick hug. I might have let out a squeak. That's the spirit, and I promise I'll keep your secrets safe, just between us girls, right, Ida? I took a deep breath and nodded, 
She offered an arm, but as charming as she was, I needed to keep this tour quiet. I walked past her and motioned for her to follow. She shrugged and trotted to catch up and walk beside me. Tendrils of smoke curled from the chimneys of the row upon row of massive, trackless steam wagons and associated trailer cars. The great machine served the caravan as conveyance from town to town, and also as living quarters when stationary. The great boilers of the vehicle's engines simmered, even though we'd been in Weetanon City for nearly a day. The midday sun gleamed off their chromium fittings and brightly lacquered sides. I watched Duffy peer this way and that, running a finger along a smooth metal hall here, tapping her toe against vulcanized tires nearly as tall as she was there, her bright eyes darting everywhere. I saw the Chisholm's carnival caravan with fresh eyes, living vicariously through her mechanic's curiosity. I led her around the perimeter of the wagon village and out toward some of the public display tents, since the carnival folk liked their privacy. So I found you peeping into the theater tent. Since that's not open, would you like to visit the expo tent to see the tigers and flamingos, or maybe a chimera of some sort? She shook her head. Those chimeras give me the creeps. It's unnatural, gluing one species bits to another. I smiled. I'm happy to hear you say that. I'm sure it's all in the name of alchemical discovery and showmanship, but it's cruel. Maybe the winged horse isn't so unhappy, but the chicken lizard makes the most pitiful mewling noises at night. Ugh. Winged horse? Before you ask, no, it can't fly, but it has magnificent plumage. Hmm. No, I'm not much for animals. Machines? That's my thing. I looked her up and down and kept my face innocent as I said, Really? I couldn't tell. She made a rude noise, which I chose to ignore. We came upon a series of smaller trailers that had been connected to form a low building, struts driven into the ground at intervals to hold them in place. I told Duffy, Tents are too fragile and, well, too combustible for the machines we've got with the carnival right now. Is that so? Had I not met Duffy already, her sudden poker face might have fooled me. But when that expressive face of hers went blank, she telegraphed her interest. Uh-huh. We've got an alchemical generator for all the electric lights. For the night shows? Powerful but delicate, I guess. Perhaps I've misjudged your carnival. Wouldn't have supposed it would be electrified. Road shows don't often have that luxury. What kind of generator, did you say? I winked at her. I don't think I did say. I'm not sure I know. I'm the talent, not a mechanic. It's all alchemy to me. She made a flourish with one hand and tilted her nose skyward. Ah, the talent. Do you sing and dance? Or are you perhaps part of the sideshow? Come see Ida, the chimera. Half woman, half... I put fingers across her lips to stop her from completing that sentence and hissed. No, I mean, that is, I am an actress, an usher, a ticket taker, a carpenter, an errand girl, and more. Anything that's needed around here. She waggled her eyebrows at me. Anything? 
I stopped walking. She did too. I folded my arms. The impish smile faded from her face. I squinted at her, a lump of hot coal burning in my stomach. She opened her mouth to speak, but before she could get another word out, I said, Miss Hollowood, I thought we were going to be old friends. Kid, Ida, I'm just having fun with you. A little tease between friends. I chewed my lip and glared at her a long moment and said, Just because I'm different, you know, doesn't mean I'm easy. She laughed, but her eyes begged my forgiveness. Look, the joke was funny because you're obviously as innocent as they come. That's how you come off to me anyway, doll. Oh, innocent. If she thinks that, I'm a better actress than I realized. Come on, no hard feelings? Come on, give me a sock in the chin. A free shot at me. Hey! I threw my hands in the air in exasperation. I don't want to hit you. It's okay, really. She danced around in front of me, arms wide, chin jutted forward. Her bowler hat fell askew and a long curly lock of black hair escaped. No, come on, do it, she grinned. Or would it be wrong to hit a lady? I pursed my lips and counted to three, my hands balling into fists at my sides. It would be wrong. I measured out words one at a time, with care. For a lady in my position to be seen hitting a potential customer of the carnival. Duffy dissolved into gales of laughter. See, I told you we'd be old friends. You'd have done it otherwise, wouldn't you, Ida? Certainly not. You're aggravating, but I'm not angry enough to be violent. Here's your first lesson, kid. If you get a free shot, take it. What? She touched the end of my nose with a finger. My vision doubled as I couldn't help but try to see if she left a dot of soot behind, like Mime's makeup. Two Duffies giggled at me. I opened my mouth to protest but was cut off. You have to be ready, or someone else might get the drop on you. Her fist flew up from her waistline, propelled toward my jaw. I stepped back, grabbed her wrist, pulled her off balance, and kicked her in the shin. She hit the ground at my feet and rolled up to peer at me, with eyes as big as hard-boiled eggs. Here's your first lesson, I said, offering her a hand to help her up. Just because I'm dressed pretty doesn't mean I can't handle myself. We grinned at each other while she dusted herself off. You sure you're happy here, Ida? Cause I think I've got a job to offer you. Thank you for listening to the Alien Beer Podcast. If you like my stories, please visit my website, sillyhatbooks.com. I publish as E. Chris Garrison, and my books may be found in paperback, ebook, and audiobook format on Amazon.com and other places.